0: Welcome to Healing the Spirit, a space where we awaken our creativity, deepen our connections, and remember who we are through the lens of astrology, archetypes, and art making. I'm your host, Jonathan Cole. everyone welcome to healing the spirit and welcome to this episode so i will be sharing some contemplations for the week of april 10th 2023 and yeah feel free to as always listen inwards feel into what resonates for you and feel into um all of your faculties your body Your mind, your heart, your spirit, and trust that the information that is coming through for you, even if it's not something that I'm sharing explicitly, is what you're kind of meant to be working with, right? Because um, my point in sharing these contemplations is really to um, assist you in furthering your own relationship, with the energies, the astrology, the guidance that's present in your life and in your path this coming week. So uh, this is an episode for the week of April 10th, 2023. And if you happen to find this um, way after the fact, then maybe consider the possibility that um, there's something here for you and that something that I'm sharing in terms of the message may be relevant for you. So let's begin with a little bit of an overview of the astrology of the coming week. On Tuesday the 11th, uh, Venus will be entering Gemini, and then Venus will be creating a trine with Pluto in Aquarius, and the Sun in Aries will conjoin Jupiter in Aries. And then on Friday the 14th, Venus in Gemini will create a square to Saturn, which is currently in Pisces, and then Saturn in Pisces will sextile uh, the North Node in Taurus. And um, what I think is interesting about this coming week is that um, this to me is a bit of a continuation, right, as astrology always is, because it's a study of cycle. Um, it's a continuation of what we were experiencing last week, which is that Mercury was creating some aspects to some pre-existing cosmic configurations that are bringing in some new energies, namely Saturn in Pisces, Pluto in Aquarius, and Mars in Cancer. And it is also a continuation of An earlier transit that we had in in the year, which is Mars in Gemini. And this was a really significant transit because Mars was in Gemini for seven months, which is a very long time for Mars to be in one sign, right? So there is, again, this theme of um, becoming more aware of what this new chapter is bringing to us, right? 2023 as a whole has been a lot about uh, the introduction of some new energies that we haven't really been experiencing in the past couple years. And so from last week, from Mercury creating these aspects to Saturn, Pluto, and Mars, you may have ended the week with a little bit of an extra conscious awareness of what this new energy looks like or feels like specifically for you and your path and your life. This may either feel totally amazing or you may feel a little bit let down, right? Specifically, you may find that the ways that you've been moving um, may require a little bit of redirection, right? Based on what is becoming clear to you. As for myself personally, conscious awareness of some of these new cycles, some of these new energies has actually been making me feel a little bit annoyed. I've been feeling like, um, you know, that feeling when you come into a party, when you first move into a new city, when you are realizing that you no longer have some of the same anchors as before, before, right? Maybe some of these new friends at this party have totally new references. They have new jokes that... um, you are not totally familiar with. And maybe they're totally nice, right? Like maybe these new friends are welcoming. They are um, bringing you into their circle with a lot of openness and they're curious about you. But there's still a sense of growing frustration because this is a totally new environment for you right and some part of you may be really annoyed or really pissed off that you have to adjust that you have to learn a new set of references and new ways of being another analogy that kind of comes to my mind um, with this these past couple weeks right is that you know, when you're starting a new job, maybe you find yourself needing to learn new processes, right? And that a bunch of skills and knowledge that you kind of take for granted in your old job, um, they may not immediately help you, right? In this new situation, that you may uh, find yourself asking um, some questions that you worry are stupid questions to your new coworkers, right? Because you're just not familiar with this new environment and so frustration that comes up first of all is totally natural right and I would hypothesize or I would um, invite you to consider the possibility that this sense of frustration that you might be feeling um, m- maybe a teacher right maybe a pointer or maybe it's even the path itself so recently I started engaging with a practice called timeline jumping after my friend uh, Natasha Levenger started talking about it and started sharing her experiences with this practice. And also one of my teachers, Ari Felix, um, led us through a timeline jump in Um, one of their programs world building school and frankly this has been interesting because usually with new spiritual practices I tend to just kind of embrace them um, wholeheartedly uh, with a lot of enthusiasm especially in the beginning and yet it's been kind of hard for me to work with this practice precisely because I think it's increased my personal awareness of the gap between where I want to be or maybe even where I think I should be versus where I perceive myself to be, um, you know, where I where I currently am perceiving myself to be, right? And it's really brought up some frustration in my system. In many ways, frustration is scary. I find myself more easily agitated and a part of me really worries that... Um, Walking around with the sense of frustration makes me really hard to be around, right? Like I, just like everybody else, want to be pleasant to be around, right? Like, to to the extent that um, makes sense, I want people to enjoy being around me, you know, and so. Um, Ultimately, though, what I'm learning is that frustration is also really important, right? Because first and foremost, frustration shows me where I can be the least compassionate with myself. Frustration shows me where I have the most intense tendency to beat myself up, right? From what I understand and from my own experience, which is currently pretty rudimentary, um, when you timeline jump consciously there tends to be an amplification of the energy that's already present right so in some ways the highs become higher and the lows become lower so as i deeply investigate these experiences of frustration i'm realizing that it's not timeline jumping that's making me more frustrated with the gaps that i'm experiencing in my life But that um, timeline jumping is making me more aware of those gaps, right? So in some sense, um, I am realizing that I've been experiencing this low hum of frustration with these gaps that I perceive in my life. And that timeline jumping simply made these frustrations come up to the surface, right? Um, For me to kind of look at and for me to deal with. And in the sense... I think frustration can really point us towards where we can be building deeper capacities. It shows us where we can naturally expand our window of tolerance, right? Frustration shows us what needs to change. And frustration also shows us where our desire to change comes with a little extra roughness, with a little extra bite or mean attitude towards ourselves towards others towards our experiences so the question that i would like you to contemplate for this coming week is how can i approach change work with fierce honesty and also the utmost gentleness and how can i allow transformations to unfold naturally While also releasing any ideas, any fantasies, any pictures that I have of what perfection looks like. Or that the process of transformation needs to be perfect at all. So to ground it in astrology, Venus entering Gemini is a really interesting occurrence, right? Because as I mentioned earlier, Mars spent about seven months in Gemini right, which is a very long time for Mars to be in one sign. And so I think we will be experiencing a little bit of a contrast, right, in this area of life, in this sphere of experience that is Gemini. Um, Venus is lighting up again that Gemini realm. However, while Mars is traditionally what we call a malefic, Venus is what we call a benefic, right? So we may find that where we had to experience a little bit of abrasiveness, a little bit of friction with Mars, with Venus coming into Gemini, we may become aware of the potential to kind of approach this Uh, gemini realm with a little bit of extra care right maybe inviting in a bit more play a little bit more pleasure some reciprocity right we may find that there are areas in our lives where we've had to be a little bit sharp a little bit pungent a little bit spicy in order to accommodate for mars and the agenda of mars which to me the primary agenda of mars right is about Um, increasing our tolerance for heat. And so... I think the opportunity here is to look at the skills that we've been building because we've had to withstand the heat of Mars being in Gemini for the past seven months. And yet we're no longer having to constantly sharpen our blades, right? We're no longer having to be extra vigilant all the time because after all, we've built the skills, we've created the condition that can withstand um, whatever literal or metaphorical heat mars was bringing and so with venus being here the question is can we enjoy the fruits of our labor a bit right maybe one example one analogy that is in keeping with gemini being associated with languages is that during mars Um, transiting Gemini, we've had to kind of practice our debate skills, right? It's kind of like, imagine yourself having been training for a debate competition, right? Where you've had to teach yourself how to defend your own perspective, how to sharpen your own arguments. Um, At the same time, This experience, while it may be exhilarating, while it may be bringing up a lot of um, excitement and maybe even um, kind of zest, right? It may also be exhausting because um, when you are listening to another person talk, and you're having to constantly scan for the weakness in uh, how they're constructing their arguments, right? You have to be on your guard all the time, right? You have to be on all the time. Whereas during Venus and Gemini, right, which we'll be experiencing for the next month or so, we are kind of done with this debate competition training, right? And now we're just having coffee with a friend. And so there may be a little bit of an adjustment, right? If you've been used to kind of listening um, to another person talking and analyzing the flaws in their arguments so that you can kind of jump in and attack those flaws, right? Now, if you're just having coffee with a friend and you're just chatting, right? Um, Maybe there are points in the conversation that invite in a little bit of debate. Right. Or healthy disagreements or discussions. But mostly we're really using our words to um, signal and build and bridge a certain kind of heart to heart connection with this person, right? And the objective of grabbing coffee with a friend isn't to really find fault in your friend's argument. <laughs> I mean, maybe some of us like to do that, right? With the with the right kinds of friends. But rather most of us connect with friends or catch up with friends in order to really savor and enjoy the moment and to increase this uh contact nutrition, right? That we can cultivate with this person. And so similarly in our journey of transformations in our journey of healing we may find ourselves becoming aware um, that the point of transformations the point of change work isn't to constantly be in the space of pushing of winning of getting to new heights right the point of healing is to actually more deeply enjoy the present moment To really enjoy the things that are worth enjoying in this life, right? Or the things that make this life worth enjoying uh, or worth being in. The whole point of doing the work is so that you can really enjoy your existence as a human being on earth, right? The point is not really to win at anything because even for those of us who are type a who likes to win the point of winning is so that you can enjoy the experience right or whatever you think is on the other side of that experience and so it's also interesting to be considering how venus this coming week is going to be creating a trine with pluto in aquarius and then a square with the ruler of that pluto in aquarius right which is saturn in pisces and so pluto is the archetypal force that we often associate with transformation with death and with rebirth right with the places where for so long perhaps even for multiple lifetimes if that's part of your cosmology we've kind of held on to the belief that we don't have power over a particular situation when in reality we may actually hold great power and perhaps our unwillingness or our fear to embrace that power is what's kept us powerless for so long meanwhile aquarius is a sign that is often associated with the ability to vision the future right to go beyond what uh, we have traditionally considered possible um Going into new pathways, new frameworks, new ways of looking at things or communicating things. right? And so to kind of put all of this together with Venus creating a trine to Pluto and Aquarius, I think there's an opportunity here to look back in order to understand the nature of um, the nature of time. As we experience it, right? We know that time is not linear, and yet as humans, we experience time as the past, the present, and the future, right? And so, um, with Venus being in Gemini, highlighting the skills, the perspectives, the capacity that we've cultivated during Mars in Gemini, we can bring awareness to where we can now enjoy the fruits of the hard work that we've put in during you know, that particular transit of Mars and Gemini, right? And so if the things that we've learned in the past can yield fruits, can yield um, awareness and um, even realizations, right, that we can now enjoy in the present, and that we can benefit from, we can also infer that whatever it is that we're learning at the moment, no matter how clunky or how frustrating it feels, will also bear some type of fruits for us in the future, right? And so with regards to the gaps that we're perceiving between our current selves and our our dreams or our ideal states, we can approach them with a lens of curiosity rather than a lens of pathology or fixing right especially if we understand that whatever it is that we're experiencing now is going to create the condition that is necessary for us to learn whatever it is that we're supposed to learn in order to um, enjoy the fruits in the future right and we may not know what it looks like but what if we cultivate a little bit of extra trust Um, that it will happen right and so we can kind of relax ourselves from this compulsion that our culture has uh, conditioned us to um, constantly be in search of with fixing ourselves or fixing the situations we find ourselves to be in right rather than simply being there simply um, being present to the situation that we find ourselves in I'm currently reading a book called The Courage to be Disliked by Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga. And in this book, they were talking about the work of the psychologist Alfred Adler. And something that really struck me is they were talking about how there's a difference between etiology which is the study of the cause of a behavior or way of being or study of something in general uh, the cause of something in general versus uh, teleology right which is the study of the purpose of a given behavior or a given situation so to expand it a little bit further to ground it in our discussion about um what we perceive to be the gaps right um what if rather than asking what is the reason or why does this gap between who we are and who we want to be, why does it exist? What if we redirect the question or reframe our perspective to what are we getting out of maintaining this gap, right? What is the purpose of this gap? So for example, maybe the gap that I perceive in myself is that I tend to procrastinate, right? Which is totally based on true stories. (laughs) I don't get things done until the very last minute, right? So rather than asking, why do I procrastinate? Or what is at the root of my procrastination? Which can feel very blamey because to me, it really has this subtext of... I need to figure out what is at the root of my procrastination so I can rid myself of this habit once and for all, right? I can instead ask myself, what am I getting out of this procrastination, right? And to not only engage in a reframe, but to really sincerely ask myself with curiosity as if I were a friend that I love and respect dearly. And to also treat the question not as a weapon right but as a very real and valid question that is born out of curiosity i think this is very much the venus in gemini wisdom right i think the venus in gemini wisdom is that there's beauty in curiosity there's beauty in true sincere um, questions that come from the heart And that the power of curiosity is that it opens up possibilities for actual, rooted, embodied, felt understanding rather than its alternative, which is a surface level knowledge that's often clouded with judgments and assumptions and not really rooted in attunement to the situation, right? Or the whole person. So to go back to what I was sharing earlier about timeline jumping, something that I'm learning from engaging in this practice is that on a deep, unconscious level, I hold this belief that my future is something foreign. That my future is something totally different from my present state. That the future is out of my reach, right, that the future is abstract or that in order to experience the kind of future I want to experience, I need to radically change myself because who I am in this very moment is flawed and is an obstacle to the future that I want to be living out, right. And I think I'm not alone. I think a lot of us hold this belief that unless we change ourselves radically, unless we change our societies radically, we can never live the lives that we want to live. We can never see the world that we want to see. And I have a perhaps radical and perhaps rather blasphemous idea that i want to posit here which is that all of this is an offshoot of the belief that we've been taught and conditioned by the systems that uphold our society right that somehow on a deep core level we are not enough that we are inherently bad right So I want to challenge this, and I want to invite us to approach the future and future-making from a very different perspective, which is perhaps to hold the possibility, even if only ever so slightly and ever so lightly, that maybe your future self is some version of your current self and that your current self is some fraction of your ancient self the part of you that has always been there through different timelines through different lifetimes through different iterations or chapters of your own current lived experience that your future self is also your ancient self what if the only thing you need to do is to be more of yourself in order to achieve your dreams what if you only have to deepen into who you've always been because the future is already and always within you All right, everyone, that is it by way of contemplations. I hope that you have found it helpful to listen to this, to create space for yourself to receive and also to allow whatever it is that's supposed to be coming through you um, and that this contemplation will be helpful for you in moving through your week. A couple announcements. The first one is that if you have been enjoying this podcast and this episode, I would absolutely love to receive your help by way of reviews. Um, it doesn't have to be long; it can literally be three to five sentences. And reviews are so so magnificently helpful in getting this episodes um, out there, in allowing others who will benefit from this offering to really enjoy it. This offering is totally free of charge, right? And I really intend to keep it that way because I want this to be absolutely accessible to as many people as possible. And um, I can really use your help with regards to uh, spreading it so if you've been enjoying it consider leaving a review or if you would like to share on social media share with your friends I would be so so grateful for uh, your help and the other announcement I have is that um, I would like to share a little bit about the work of my friends and colleagues at Open uh, which is an app for breath work and meditation I have found that um, my own favorite way of really settling into my life into the week into uh, my experience especially when things get difficult which i think in 2023 with all of the changes that are happening astrologically energetically um It can be quite challenging to stay in the present moment. And I think one of the best ways to do that is absolutely to cultivate meditation and breathwork practice. And as much as I love um, sitting in silence, really engaging with my own system and my own self with these practices, oftentimes It's not possible because it's just too challenging to sit down in silence by myself, right? And so if you would like to receive a little bit of extra support, my friends at Open have just designed the most incredible breathwork and meditation app. And I don't do partnerships really with brands because um, I'm just not that kind of person but I actually reached out to them and asked if um, they can offer a code to um, help all of you try it out because I just really really love this app so so much and I found it to be so beautifully designed visually and sonically all of the instructors are so talented and so skilled and so polished in their delivery that it creates such a beautiful, seamless, and really deep experience. And even the the selection of music is just so beautiful. So, if you feel called to try it out, I have a code that you can use um, on the show notes. It will give you thirty days for free and. At the very least, I will guarantee that you will enjoy the experience of trying it out for 30 days. And yeah, I hope that you give open a try. And um, I have a feeling that you might enjoy it as much as I do. All right, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you a beautiful week ahead. I'm sending you so much love and I look forward to gathering again with you whenever that may be. Thank you so much for listening.